You're listening to The Green Country, a fantasy storytelling podcast where each episode introduces a new character, creature, or facet of this fantastical land. These stories follow the course of Queen Alyssa's centennial tour of her kingdom. Every 100 years, the long-lived monarch travels throughout her overgrown forest realm, meeting its inhabitants and seeing its sights. Join me each week as we explore a new and fascinating aspect of this lush, expansive world. You can learn more at www.thegreen.country, and I invite you to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Thanks for listening. Kakarul's Keep, Chapter 3 By the time Garin had reached the door, he was breathing hard. His armor, forged from crimson blood iron, was as heavy as it was resilient, and he had climbed the steps of Kakarul's tower for what seemed like an eternity. He still felt the lingering effects of that powerful elixir he had so recently imbibed, moondew, coursing through his veins. As if it had wiped away the exertion of his previous fight, he was winded from his ascent, though still hale. The door he now faced was unlike the first he had passed through when entering the tower. This one was forged from dark metal and set with rows of thick rivets. The stairs continued upwards into the darkness, but something about this portal enticed him. He placed his hand to the smooth surface of the metal, and the coldness of it numbed his fingers. He sensed a slight vibration through the door's surface as well. A heavy bolt held the door closed, and he slid this to the side, and then pushed open the heavy barrier. It drifted open soundlessly and smoothly on well-oiled hinges. A rush of chill wind blew through the widening opening, and in the gloom he could discern a massive walled terrace. He stepped out onto the moonlit court. With some certainty, he was walking into a trap. So be it, he thought. Everything in Kakarul's spiteful tower was likely contrived to wreak doom on its trespassers. No sooner than he had stepped onto the stained flagstones of the courtyard than the door behind him closed with a solid thud. He did not look back. His quick eyes traced the walls and structure above him. He seemed to have entered the shorter of the two towers. Above the courtyard where he stood, the stone structure continued up, terminating in a spindly watchtower. The high walls that surrounded the open gallery were topped with a spiraling lattice of intertwined ironwork. This tracery stretched over the top of the whole space, enclosing it like a giant cage. The open court was littered with bones and other grisly remnants of those nameless, unfortunate creatures whose fate had brought them to this place. A tang of sour blood hung in Garin's nose, and he grimaced at the ill-bearing of this place. The clouds above had grown scanter, and the moon shone through, painting his surroundings in edges of pale light and deep, fathomless shadow. A wind whipped up, and suddenly Garin heard a voice behind him whispering in his ear. Thank you, O Red Knight, for deigning to visit my humble keep. 
He whirled round, drawing his sword in a fluid arc faster than the speed of thought to face empty space. Once more, the voice sounded behind him. It was foolish of you to follow me here, but surely you know that. Garin turned slowly this time and could perceive the ethereal form of Cackerel, a ghostly casting of his sunken visage. But I must say, I'm glad you're here. You've already provided me with great entertainments, and now you shall feed my hungry flock with your sorry bones. The phantasmal casting of Cackerel dissolved into a sickly mist, and as it faded, there grew from it a weird, terrible laugh that echoed off the flagstones of that court like a thousand nightmares remembered anew. Garin's warm hands found solace on the hilt of Goldmane, his solar blade, and he took a stance and a deep breath. He heard them at first, before they came. Their strange squawking cries had been hewn into his memory at the Battle of Green Gate. When the first dark form pitched from an opening set into the wall high above him to fall and careen through the air like a black bolt, he recognized its form instantly, a mask bird. These creatures had taken many a soul, elfin and fox, during the battle, and he knew of their deadly prowess with wings as sharp as stilettos. Following the first mask bird from that dark portal, there poured countless others, and soon the sky above Garin was a sea of swirling black shapes, dark slashes in the moonlit sky. These birds were not violent nor ill-willed by nature. Perhaps it was some malicious enchantment placed on them by the necromancer that made them so, thought Garin. Or perhaps this warping of their nature was wrought without sorcery and achieved through simple cruelty. At this thought, a fresh rage kindled in his soul, and his conviction to end the fell sorcerer was steeled. Garin's eyes watched the spiraling whirlwind of birds above, anticipating, and within moments one had folded its wings in close and now dropped like a blade from the sky, its course set on him. He held his ground, eyes transfixed on the doom which hurtled towards him, as it grew near, he could see the moon glow running along the edges of the many bladed feathers which made up its great wings. At the last moment he stepped aside, sword raised parallel to his body, and felt those razor wings cry across the blade of gold mane in a shower of sparks and screeching. Garin was unscathed, but he was knocked back, having underestimated the bulk of that fearsome bird. As if signaled by this first attempt, a number of other birds broke from the flock to fall in that rushing death dive towards the knight in crimson armor. He held fast for a moment, then broke into a lightning sprint. His eyes traced from beneath his pointed helm to mark the place of that dark opening from which the birds had come. In its direction he raced, and as he did, he saw the diving mask birds alter their course to intercept. He let his sword arm swing wide, and with a gyration of his wrist, set the blade a whirl in a whipping silver spiral. The first of the creatures was upon him, its giant wings flashing in their sharpness, and he surged forward, striking a glancing blow off its hardened feathers. Seeing this strike, the next two dive bombers slowed their pace and wheeled round, reconsidering their attack. 
Garin had reached the wall of the watchtower, and he stayed close to it, hoping it would afford him some protection. He quickly examined its surface and found it was composed of large, irregular blocks, and he was gladdened to find at least a few handholds with which he could begin his ascent. A sudden whipping of wind behind him stirred his focus, and he whirled round. Had not the remnant moon-dew in his blood inspired his dexterity beyond normal boundaries, he would have met with his end then and there in that grisly court of birds. But this was not the case. He spun, swinging brilliant gold mane low in a skyward arc, and cleft the great maw of the mask bird's visage with a terrible crack. Knocked off course, the creature barreled into the stone wall with a cacophony of awful song. It quickly recovered its bearings and took to the sky once more, though a great fissure had been rent in its bony beak, and from it ran dark blood. Garin cast his eyes skyward once more. The murder flock still wheeled above, and he knew to expect further assaults, but now they knew they had something to fear. He sheathed Goldmane, and from his shin plate he drew a long dagger. With this blade in one hand, he began his ascent of the sheer wall, his course set on the dark tunnel above. If you like what you just heard, be sure to visit www.thegreen.country for more great content, including beautiful illustrations, detailed character descriptions, and much more. The Green Country is also on Patreon, where a small monthly pledge will give you access to extra content, like an illustrated PDF of the story you just heard. Whether you back this project financially or simply share it with a friend, you can help this vibrant land continue to grow. Once more, that's www.thegreen.country. Thanks for listening!